concerning the Tau. Of all the threats arrayed against us, perhaps the most dangerous is that of an enticing ideology. As Lord Commander Khartoum once said, the greatest generals win before a shot has been fired. For thousands of years, humankind has endured and grown, bringing order where there was disorder, becoming a bulwark against the madness beyond the stars. And the bedrock of our success is the knowledge that we all have a role to play, from the humble worker in the processing plant to the omniscient navigator in the sanctum of a imperial battlecruiser. We are all essential in our own way, as long as we understand our station in life. Humanity is an edifice that will remain unbroken if cemented by faith, but there are some Xenos species so subtle and treacherous that they gnaw away at that faith, not through outright war or plagues of predatory beasts, but by promising something different, something better. The Tau are, by the standards of the Imperium, newcomers to the galactic stage. They were first encountered by our Explorator fleets only a few thousand years ago, and in truth they occupy such a small part of the galaxy, on the eastern fringe of the Ultima Segmentum, that an Imperial Navy fleet will have no difficulty in destroying the species when resources finally permit it. I include them here not because I consider them a great threat in themselves, but as an example of the kinds of menace that can slip under our defences if we are not vigilant. The Tau have conquered several human worlds, not through the use of firepower, although Tau weaponry is unusually advanced, but by perverting the natural human instinct to play a vital role in something greater than themselves. The Tau speak of a manifest destiny to spread enlightenment and peace across the stars. Enlightenment and peace. What could be viler than to convince simple-minded folk that there is enlightenment and peace to be found in this desperate age? But entire worlds have fallen for this deceit and swallowed the Tao mantra of the greater good, believing that by embracing the rule, for it is rule of the Tao, they might one day find peace. The idea is intoxicating, dangerous, and utterly untrue. The Tau Empire employs various Xenos species, Crute, Galgs, Vespids, etc., as mercenaries. But here I shall describe the master species, as it were. The race is not truly a collection of distinct subspecies, even though the morphological variety makes it appear so, but each physical type does seem to fulfil a very specific role in Tau society. When unarmoured, Tau are humanoids with blue-grey skin and cloven hooves in place of feet. It is my belief that they are descended from a form of bovid. Their skin has a leathery texture that reminds me of animal hides, and when in close proximity to a Tau, I've often sensed a bitter aroma, similar to the smell of spoiled milk that emanates from ruminants. I find it especially amusing to think that Grek, my crute advisor and bodyguard, who regularly derides me for diluting my essence by consuming timid creatures, belongs to a species that serves the Tau, beings who might be descended from a form of cattle. They are shorter and less powerful than an average human, and as a result they eschew 
uh, close combat, preferring to attack their enemies from a distance using highly accurate plasma and projectile weapons. The soldiers of the Tau are larger and more powerfully built than the other racial types. Grek tells me they are the Tau, who are descended from tribal hunters. Their devotion to their masters is fanatical, and I doubt many of them live to see old age. Some wear mechanized war gear, similar, in concept at least, to the power armor worn by our own Adeptus Astartes. These suits of armor vary massively in size. Some are not much bigger than a man, but I have seen others that turn wearers into towering goliaths laden with heavy weapons capable of destroying a rockcrete fortress. I spent some time amongst the Tau civilian classes when I was employed as an ambassador to broker trading rights through the Tarsus Trench. I am well aware of the bloodbath that has consumed the Tarsus system. However, I would like to state for the record that the deal I struck with the Tau commander was approved by both sides, and when I left the system, there was no indication that the Xenos intended to invade Orion's Prime. It seems incredulous to me that Governor Amnesius expects me to return my fee. Can I be held responsible for the deceit of a species famed for their duplicity? Anyway, during that time, I observed some of the types of Tau that do not reach the front lines of battle and have not been seen by any outside their own kind. I made several sketches of Tau who were shorter and broader than the warrior breed. They wore plain utilitarian clothing, and whenever I managed to catch sight of them, they seemed to be engaged in artisanal tasks and works of engineering. I surmise that it is these stockier, sturdy-looking Tau who produce the gleaming cities and efficient war engines that make such an impression on our more gullible citizens. In sharp contrast, I also observed many Tau pilots, and they are all far taller and thinner than their kin. They, in particular, look so distinct from the other Tau that it is hard to believe they belong to the same species. The ambassador I dealt with seemed of yet another breed. He was slender and refined in appearance, and the conversation I had with him was infuriating. I spent a pleasant hour with him, feeling as though I was making the most elegant, decisive points and leaving the Tau envoy with no doubt about who was in charge of the situation. His charming, flattering answers convinced me that I was making a deep impression on him. Then, once I was alone again, I played the conversation back over in my mind and realized that I had explained far more of House Drake's workings, history and plans than I would have wished, and that the Tau ambassador, while seeming to say a great deal, had actually revealed nothing. I have negotiated with a host of diplomats, both human and otherwise, and have never made such a fool of myself before. If I ever encounter another Tau ambassador, I shall work to a carefully prepared script. The Tau leader caste, known as Ethereals or Ethereals, seems to fulfill a role that is a mixture of general and religious figurehead, inspiring absolute devotion. I witnessed the Tau victory parade on Severanaika after they defeated the Kibris Berserker tribes. And I will say for a race that purports to promise peace, it was one of the most ostentatious displays of firepower I have ever seen. There were several Tau leaders present and all of them were treated as demigods by the masked ranks of fire warriors. The parade snaked through the ruined city, smoke still trailing from the Kibris buildings, only recently shelled by Tau fire warriors. 
I was standing on a high balcony, invited to observe the triumphant display by a diplomat I had met a few months earlier. On the other side of the balcony were several senior Tower warriors. The parade had nearly reached us when a large group of Kibris berserkers flooded onto the transitway from a hidden subterranean chamber. The Kibris, to note, are a savage humanoid Xenos species with physical attributes that suggest a canid ancestry. Their heads have long, bestial snouts and swept-back ears, and their canines are so long and sharp they have been known to tear through flak armor. I have only observed them from a distance in battle, so I cannot comment on their culture or level of intellect, only that they are such shockingly savage combatants that I would presume they consume some kind of intoxicant beforehand. Uh, regardless, they stood no chance. And I can only presume they have been left behind by the retreating Kibris as a suicide squad, with the express purpose of reaching the Ethriels. Uh, the Berserkers were armed with their barbed magnesium carbines, and attacked with even more ferocity than I had seen before. They rushed towards the ceremonial vehicle, carrying the Tau leaders, and seemed on the point of reaching them. Then the most extraordinary thing happened. Knowing the Kibris would be impossible to kill until their berserk state wore off, the surrounding Tau warriors simply threw themselves in front of the magnesium rounds, soaking up volley after volley of the armor-piercing shots, even though it meant certain death. I watched in amazement as hundreds of the Tau warriors calmly laid down their lives for their leaders. Equally strange was the behavior of the ethereals themselves. They viewed the massacre with a chilling disdain, as though barely registering the sacrifice that was being made on their behalf. Finally, Whatever stimulant the berserkers were using wore off, and their bodies registered the atrocious wounds they had sustained, dropping to the ground in bloody heaps. By the time the last Kibris had died, I guessed that nearly 500 Tower warriors had sacrificed themselves, and no one paid the fallen any heed, rushing instead to the Tau leaders, desperate to guide them to safety. I have seen devoted soldiers protect their senior officers before, but this was different. It seemed as though the Tau warriors were acting involuntarily. Seeing their deaths made me wonder if the expansion of the Tau Empire is really driven by their for the greater good creed, or whether there is something more sinister at play. From the journals and collected works of rogue trader Janus Drake. Thank you all, everybody. Just a quick one. I, uh, I really like the Tau stuff. There's something really dark and twisted behind the, the Tau. And uh, I really like exploring them. If you've never read some of the Tau books, I recommend them. Blades of Democles is probably one of the best. Plus, it's got one of the best awesome uh, like space marine moments ever. Where, um, Well, I don't want to spoil it, but it involves a lot of stomping up and down on something. And some awesome lines. Uh, yeah. <laughs> those who know know it's good stuff but uh, yeah I recommend that and anything anything the Farsight books as well uh, which are kind of interlinked um, Phil Kelly's kind of made them all interlinked he's kind of Mr. Tau he seems to be running the show on that and I think the problem with the Tau is a lot of people don't read the books so they think the Tau are like I don't know what you want to say good guys um, they ain't alright they ain't and if you think they are then you've literally fallen for Tau propaganda I don't know what to tell you uh, which is funny, actually. Which is which is kind of meta-funny, to be honest, if I think about it. But, uh, yeah, you know, like, if you actually go and read the books, uh, 
I don't think you'd want to live there. You know what I'm saying? I don't think you'd like it. But the tower really dark. I remembered like about the first planet the tower ever encountered. The, the population there mysteriously died of a, a disease shortly afterwards. The entire civilization was wiped out. But the planet was fine, as well as all their cities and all their technology, and the tower just moved in and colonized it. Oh, that was lucky, wasn't it? <laughs> and uh, the whole thing with the tower god coming up soon. I'm hoping for some, some like, um, it's kind of Civil War-y type stuff from the tower, because there's a branch of, there's a good chunk of tower who are now um, not very keen on the whole greater good thing anymore, at least for anyone who isn't tower. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll leave you with those happy thoughts. Have a and look forward to that. Seriously, I am looking forward to what Phil Kelly does and uh, the, the they do with the uh, the Tau sort of story arc and Farsight and everything and this God thing. It's it's all going to culminate into something really interesting for those of us you know who aren't obsessed with how good Space Marines is and uh, how oh the Tau are the good guys. You know, it's kind of like. I don't know what to say. If you think like that, I don't know what to say. We're not looking at the things in the same way at all. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Phil Kelly uh, is a good writer. I know some people don't like his books. I think it might just it might just be a problem with his prose. I don't know. I enjoy him. I think it's really well written, and I think it really conveys uh, the actual like emotional impact of the stories. But anyway, this isn't literary time. This isn't literature. Uh, Border Prince time. I'm gonna go now. Have a happy New Year, and uh, I'll be back again with more stuff very very soon. But do, if you, any, any Tao books from Phil Kelly, I recommend, seriously, they are really, really good. And Blades of Damocles would be the best place to start, as it uh, is the first major military engagement between the Tao and the Imperium. But, uh, yeah, anyway, I'm going to go. Good stuff. Bye-bye. See you later. Ta-ra. Uh, have I already said Happy New Year? I think I have. All right, bye-bye.